Hey fam, welcome back to the eighth episode of Not Another Anime, the podcast season two. And yes, I got the number correct, I promise you. I, yeah, numbering is hard. But my name is Chivalrous, welcome back to another episode. And for those joining us for the first time, I say welcome to an episode where we talk about anime, video games, pop culture, basically anything the hell we want to, but have fun doing. Again, my name is Chivalrous, and I want to go and start off by talking about what's been keeping me frosty lately. Well, there's quite a few things, and I'm going to be jumping around quite a bit today because I'm all over the place. I think I've spent too much time with Random Guy, so my brain is all over. Anyways, what's keeping me frosty is what actually started today, besides Elden Ring, of course, and I'll get to that in a second, was Eden's Zero. Eden Zero mobile game Pocket Galaxy just started today, and I've had a blast playing that. Excuse the noise there. I've basically unlocked Arena. I've also done their special event, which is like a mag- Magic Mech Soldier, which allows you to grind for um, Shiki's and Rebecca's c- costumes. They're like a cowgirl and... I forget what Shiki's is. Let me see here real quick, if you don't mind. He has, oh, sorry. It's a cowgirl cowgirl set for Rebecca, and it's Satan's set for Shiki. And I know both of them have different stats and whatnot, which are really cool. But if you're on the fence, but you enjoy the anime, then it's basically the retelling of the anime. I haven't gotten past the point where, let's see. I basically finished the uh, Grand Bell arc, the Blue Garden arc, Norma arc, and the Skull Fairy arc. Skull Fairy arc is where the minimum basics for grinding and opening up crafting, opening up arena, and other things allows you to do more content inside of the game. Now, I thought this might be a gotcha game, but actually I haven't witnessed that at all. Most of the spending you do is to help you upgrade the materials and weapons and your costumes. Well, costumes are a big thing. That's what you're going to spend what they call their cubes or their currency in to buy. And I picked up a really cool costume and I'm going to pull it up here real fast. I know this is a audio podcast, but... I pulled up um, a costume for, or actually like a companion for Rebecca. Um, you have Happy on there, and you have Pino on there as well. And they're really cool characters that add special stats for Rebecca, or for Shiki, or for Professor Wise. I'm looking forward to unlocking the witches, or unlocking the, the sisters, or however you want to call them, the Demon Kings. You know, liaisons, liaisons who are helping out Shiki if you're watching the anime. Now, in the anime, I've only gone up to the first season. I've never picked up after. And that's not to say I dropped it. It's just <laughs> I have too much going on on my plate trying to keep up with mobile games, video games, and whatnot. But Eden Zero. I love the game. I love the sounds. Music is really good. The one complaint I do have about the mobile game, which I hope they fix, are the loading screens. Now, 
Me being one of those that I try to get the content downloaded to my iPad or to my iPhone so that there is no skipping or there is no long pause. And I did all that. But it still has load times and it still takes a little while for it to actually load up even though I have downloaded everything that it asked me to. Cutscenes and with or without voice. And I get the voice, of course. But it still has load scenes. So that's my one complaint. Other than that... I wish it had been gotcha, but I'll take it as it is. You get characters unlocked as you progress in the story. So I'm looking forward to seeing how far I go with this game and whether it keeps my attention in the long run. But if I had to rate this out of 1 to 10, I would get Eden Zero Pocket Galaxy, maybe right now a 7.5. And I think that's pretty fair, all things considered. Another thing that's been keeping me frosty was the release of Heaven's Burns Red. Excuse me, I'll try that again. Heaven Burns Red. Yes, you heard me correct. This, now this is a gotcha game. This is a really cool game focusing on young ladies. Um, there are a bunch of different characters that you can pull for. And they have the classes of SS to S to A. And you basically build on each of them. Right now, I think I have unlocked all but maybe one or two of them that I don't have available to me. And I'll look here real quickly. Why have you guys on? You know what? I think I've unlocked them all. I take it back. Yes. Because you have different classes as they're going to going inside of an academy. You have classes 31A, B, C, D, E, F, X, and 30G. And they all have their own montage and they all have their own unique. There's one that looks like a superhero, one that looks like a samurai. It is a really cool game. There's also a tiger in there. Believe it or not, that's a student and part of the school. I believe the name is Baka. Baka, if I got sounded that correct. Now this game, I'm sorry to say, is only available on the Japan Apple Store and Google as well. It's only available in Japan. But I was able to pull a few tweaks on my settings so that I would be able to get it. And I've been playing ever since having to switch back and forth between the U.S. here and Japan to make sure I get the updates and whatnot because then that makes the game um, unworkable, basically. I'm not able to log in if I don't get the patches that are updated with it. I am sitting at the team that has a combined total uh, battle power. Or I'm not sure what they call it here. Um, but it basically has a power of 6,078 with my six players on here. I think the highest score is um, 1,097. So I'm pretty happy with what I have here. I mean, this reminds me a lot of uh, Punishing Grey Raven. Uh, which, by the way, I received by GT Racing Keyboard pad and that one is really cool very big very long takes up almost half the desk but that's besides the point back to heavens burns red very cool game uh different scenarios you can play from a labyrinth to dungeons that allows for dropping accessories which improve your character's power or attack performance and whatnot they give you a bunch of their gems to be able to pull by just doing upgrades or just doing the main story and whatnot. Which really cute about it. Well, besides having to keep up 
with the story. And yes, I am a big story person, so I'm having to use my translate in order to figure out what the story is being told. You are given choices. Now, the choices aren't that huge of an impact. Yes, which, and again, this is not spoiler. Yes, you come to a point where if you don't choose a correct setting, it will end the game. But I say end the game, meaning it will take you back to a reset point of that day because you're based on different days and you go through basically like a personal planner of the school agenda, starting with waking up in the morning all the way to going to bed at night, etc., etc. But you just replay that day until you pick the right choice. And it's not multiple choices. It's either like A or B or yes or no. Or I'm not going to give away spoiler-wise what it is or the situation, but it can end the game and make you re rechoose the correct choice. So it pushes you in a certain direction. So the choices aren't really freedom to explore different content and whatnot, and that kind of saddens me, but I don't think I was really expecting this, though at the beginning of telling you guys about this game and my hype for it, I was looking forward to seeing where they might take it. I am still not holding my breath, but I'm still very much looking forward to Sin Chronicle being released this year, next month in March, and that one will have choices that affect the overall story. And I believe it was 10 hours of gameplay and how the story unfolds. And that one I'm really looking forward to. But Heaven Burns Red, if you don't mind it being in Japanese and if you can change over your App Store, Google, or iOS, give it a shot. It is really cool. You have a bunch of girls to choose from, each with different abilities. And they have classes such as Blaster, Attacker, Breaker, Buffer, Debuffer, Healer, and Defender. So it's about six to seven different classes. And you level them up, and they go as high as 90 to 105, just depending on their grade, SS, S, or A. And what you have unlocked, meaning what you have to spend to upgrade them on, or what you have to spend running them through dungeons that give them a certain amount of experience and whatnot. So that is that. Now, oh, I forgot to mention my office equipment. I think I was complaining last time that I had broken. Well, with enough Gorilla Glue, and no, I'm just kidding. I actually got it fixed, so it's soldered on, and it's working fine. I tested out a little bit of the sound, and oh my god, fam, the sound sounds a lot better than what it did before, so I'm super happy. Back to the gotcha game, so ExpressVPN. I may have to cancel them because I'm not really seeing a big need for this. Now, originally my point was to use ExpressVPN so I could mask my IP to download these games, but being on an iOS Apple, I was able to do that without having to mask the actual IP. And I think I mentioned to you guys before when I was trying to play Heaven Burns Red, I kept running into issues on my LG player of it not loading correctly, even on my iPad. And it was telling me it wasn't loading. I thought it was certain times of the day. You know what it was? ExpressVPN. When I turned it on, it was actually blocking me from being able to download, even though... 
it was set to their region. I don't understand it. I mean, I'm pretty tech savvy, but it just didn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I'm thinking of canceling that one actually. And last but certainly not least, tonight or Thursday night, actually into Friday morning, because this podcast is coming out Friday today. You're listening. I played Elden Ring by the producer video game from software, which I loved Bloodborne. I liked the Dark Souls series. I even enjoyed watching Sekiro on Twitch TV, watching other, before I was actually doing any streaming or whatnot, watching other players play it, and that was a lot of fun. So Elden Ring, hard as hell. (laughs) I expected nothing less. It's got a good starting story. I haven't made it to the first Elden Lord. I'm working my way to Stormdale Castle. But fam, I was able to pick up my my whistle, my bell to summon spirits. And I found what I call the devil dogs, Megumi from Jujutsu Kaisen. That's what it reminds me of. Because I've seen them in action. Other streamers who had early access, which I don't yet want. But... They basically attack for you while you can do damage from a distance or you can join them in and start attacking and let them kind of tank them off, tank off the enemies for you. But I got that one, but I found a special one called a jellyfish, which is really cool. And I got to test it before I logged off this morning. I'm recording this this early Friday morning. So basically when I'm done with this, you guys will be listening to the podcast or have it available for you to listen to. So how about that? Um, The jellyfish, anyways. Attacks the enemies that you're going after, but poisons them. So I'm looking to see if I can upgrade that. And if not upgrade it, how I can effectively use it with my character, which is cool because I've already seen who the first boss is in Stormdale Castle, and he is pretty damn tough. I don't remember the name. So I'm looking forward to that battle sometime later this afternoon on a Friday. So we'll see how that rolls. But anyways, back to the episode. Now, with further ado, let's go ahead and talk about some news, why don't we? My good old publisher, Seven Seas, who I like to pick up the manga not knowing it's Seven Seas and actually enjoy reading the manga. But Seven Seas has acquired a new license. It's a light novel and the manga's complete collection of Qualia the Purple. Yes, you heard me correct. Qualia the Purple is now acquired by Seven Seas, written by Hisamitsu Iyo and Siryu Sumasima. It's a romantic sci-fi thriller. Now, Persona fans, collectible toys you say? Well, Good Smile Company just announced three new Nendoroids. Yes, you heard me. Three new Nendoroids were announced for toys featuring characters from Persona 2 and Persona 3. The first one from Persona 2, Innocent Sin, is Tatsuya Tsuyoi. The next one from Persona 2 as well, Eternal Punishment, Maya Amano. From Persona 3, Makoto Yuki, shown with tarot card in hand and an evoker holster around his waist. Say that fast five times. 
Um, no release dates were given. No prices were suggested as well, but it was just announced that these Nandroids were being made by Good Smile Company to be released soon. Now, any Resident Evil fans like me out there? Well, Resident Evil 4, the remake, Capcom, is going to deviate from the original game. There will be night scenes more prominent that this game will have versus the original did. That They did, I think, more light with Leon and the atmosphere. This one tends to be a little bit more darker and a little bit more ominous as they had already been doing with Biohazard and with Village. And those are two games I that one day, or maybe just rubbing my, my chin right now, maybe for Halloween next year, because let's face it, I have too many games with Dying Light 2 sitting there, Godfall sitting there, and I will go back to both of them. But right now, Elden Ring's taking place. Anyways, back to RE4. Uh, talks about the game. We're moving towards horror, supernatural, spooky ambience. There's also talks about side characters in RE4 be given more on-screen time, which should be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, a new mobile game. Square Enix announced February 8th, Tuesday, that the mobile game will be released, which many fans are very happy about. It's a smartphone RPG. This prequel to Octopath Traveler's original game will get a spring beta test. Look for more info on its Facebook official game page. Gameplay takes place as the visual game, or excuse me, as the original game on the continent of Osteria takes place a few years prior to the original story. What to expect? A 3D environment? Well, form eight character parties, built-in menu-driven battle systems, and interactions with NPCs. I'm going to ask you a few questions now, fam. Are there any Evangelion fans out there? No random guy. I'm not talking about you, sir. Any potential marriages soon or scheduled to happen? Well, rejoice. Because you treasure a Japanese-based jeweler, jeweler that focuses on special made-to-order refurbishments, and Polishing has just announced another set of wedding bands inspired by the Spear of Gaius. These platform or platinum bands priced at 954 or 110,000 yen went on sale earlier February in Japan, having already released wedding ring designs based on the Spear of Cassius, Spear of Longinus. Within the past couple of years, the company's also sells anime-themed and video game accessories also. Available are officially licensed wedding rings from Attack on Titan, Card Captor Sakura, Pokemon, and Kirby. Now, if any of you are Jujutsu Kaisen fans like myself, well, we all know Season 2 will be airing Fall of 2023. I won't lie, it kind of sucks that we're going to have to wait another year to see anything regarding, but hey, I'm happy that COVID is actually dying down and 
things will return to normality, normality really soon. I apologize. I'm having trouble spoken today. And I don't know why. I guess because I just still am really hyped from playing Elden Ring. And it's been a long time coming. And it was a lot of fun. And I hope you can go and watch my VOD on Twitch.tv. Not another anime underscore. And that is a shameless plug. But I'm happy to do it. Alright. Now we're seeing a manga ending. Devil May Cry. DMCA5, Visions of V, is Tomio Ogatas, the artist. Well, the manga spinoff of Capcom's DMC5 video game will end with the next chapter released March 19th. The spinoff story was told around V's viewpoint, a mysterious character who boasts demon attacks. And this character is kind of cool. I didn't know anything about him because... Yeah, I played Devil May Cry 5. I didn't stream any of it. Sorry, this was a personal game. Um, with V, you can use an attack of a bird, but you also have an attack of a panther at your side. And there is also a special build. I can't think of the name of the beast right now, but it reminds me of Clayface from Batman the Animated Series, if you're familiar with that basically this big creature that hits and swipes things and takes big damage off your enemies, kills them instantly, which is really cool. Regardless, back to the news. Futurama, now nearly 10 years since signing off, has been revived. Yeah, you heard me. Hulu will be running 20 episodes set to premiere in 20, 2023. Well, that didn't make sense. In 2023, actually. The majority of the cast are returning to voice their respective characters. Rough Draft Studios returns to handle animation with original creators Matt Gronin and David Cohen at the helm. Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie Revealed from Koto Bukia Two figures featuring characters Yixa Mayo and Crow Amberst. Again, these are just currently in development, so there's no pricing or release dates currently available. But appearances of the toys will be based on the Trails games. Both characters made appearances in several of the Legend Hero games, and both characters are shown with their main weapon choice. Kotobukaya has already has already two figures: Arene Schwarzer, the Ashen. Chevalier and a pre-order is expected shipped February this year to April 2022 of this year as well. The second one was Altina Orion, a class of a member purchasable already. Basically meaning if you want that figure, go get it right now. Now give me a second, fam, because I'm gonna pull something up here real quick that I'm happy to announce. Just recently had their fifth anniversary stream celebrating things related to Nier Automata, but Aniplex announced with the teaser trailer during this fifth anniversary live stream Wednesday that Square Enix and Platinum Games, the action role-playing game, has inspired a television anime. So we will be seeing the game brought to life in an anime form. Don't ask me for any details of when, where, 
who's going to be showing it because this is just a recent announcement. So, yeah. Speaking of recent announcements, did any of y'all watch the Capcom countdown? There were so many speculations. People wanted a new Marvel game. People were speculating Street Fighter might come with a new, new series. Well, it's official now. It was a release, a video of Street Fighter 6. Yeah, you heard me correct. Street Fighter 6. And the graphics, fam, was insane. You could see the sweat coming down off of Ryu. And Ryu was faced with his opponent, Luke. And the textures and the animation and the graphics were intense. So I am really looking forward to seeing when this game is going to be released. I don't know how far they are along. I doubt it will be released this year in 2022. I'm thinking more along the lines of 2023 when we see the actual release of this game. But hopefully it's not pushed back to 24 or 25. It'll stick with 23 and we'll take it for that. All right. Are there any Ghost in the Shell fans? Well, SAC 2045, Netflix posted the teaser trailer for the second season of Ghost in the Shell, SAC underscore 2045 anime on Thursday. The teaser announced the season's main staff, returning main cast, and a May premiere on Netflix worldwide. But wait, hold on before you get your hopes up. Unfortunately, this premiere, I believe, will not happen until 2023. Again, another one of those. Yeah. If it happened this year, 2022, I'd be really happy. But I believe that this got pushed back to 2023. If I'm wrong, then, yeah, I'm happily wrong. <laughs> All right. So, Front Wings, Gracia, Phantom Trigger game is getting a television anime adaptation. Seems like everything's getting an anime adaptation from video games, isn't it? Video games or mobile games as well. But hey, if the money's there and people are willing and are interested in seeing where it goes, then bring it. I mean, that's great. So Front Wings Grisia, I'm not even saying that right. Grisia, Phantom Trigger will be having a new anime put together called Grisia. Phantom Trigger to animation. So look forward to more details or look for more information online regarding that. And that, folks, brings an end to not another news segment. Just briefly, I'm going to jump into the video game segment because I already hit Eden Zero and I already talked about Heaven Burns Red earlier. Um, Elden Ring. Really enjoying it. Yes, I died about 20 to 30 times, which was... Pretty low considering, and maybe it's more than that. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe 30 to 45. Pretty low considering I've died a lot more in Dark Souls. And I definitely died a lot more in um, Bloodborne. But it is a load of fun. If you have, and I'm not sure if there's a demo. If you have time to do a demo. If you like that type of game or if you enjoy from software, give it a shot. It is a load of fun. And I highly recommend it. So... Ending those two, let's talk about some anime. And I wanted to go ahead and go over briefly 86. Yes, I've already talked about it before. I already made my comparisons with Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan. But I want to delve a little more into it. And this will be the last time I touch base because I actually finished the whole series. Well, the whole season. I don't know 
if it was announced or if there are plans for a second season, I would still continue watching it. But let's go ahead and jump on this. A1 Pictures presents 86, based off the light novel series. A war mecha anime show I've compared similarly to Savior Private Ryan and Band of Brothers. I would personally love to read the light, light novel published in English by Yen Press to see what compares or how much more story of the individual character's regiment of the 86 it delves into. Now, I took this up from the wiki fandom page that summed up the story very well without giving spoilers because you all know here at Not Another Anime, we are non-spoiler. So I am reading straight from 86.fandom.com's wiki page on the 86. A war without casualties. The Republic of San Magnolia has long been under attack from the neighboring Giadian Empire's army of unmanned drones known as a legion. After years of painstaking research, the Republic finally developed autonomous drones of their own, turning the one-sided struggle into a war without casualties, or at least that's what the government claims. In truth, there is no such thing as a bloodless war. Beyond the fortified walls protecting the 85 Republic territories lies the non-existent 86th sector. The young men and women of this forsaken land are branded the 86th and stripped of their humanity, pilot the unmanned weapons into battle. And one last time, this was a summed up story from fandom page, 86.fandom.com's wiki page. So basically with 86, we're introduced to a race of silver, silver hair and silver eyed people known as Alba. There's one particular Albanian, I'm going to call her that, we're introduced to is Vladilene Milize, a newly appointed major of the Spearhead Squadron, referred to as a handler at the young age of 16. It is important to note that the 86 are young adults fighting a war they were born into against a machine enemy known as a Legion. Well, with this show, war things of loss and being forgotten, a privileged race Washing their hands clean of being involved in the war are just a few topics that you will experience just within the first 10 episodes of the anime. As I have already finished or binged this anime, I was a bit disappointed going into the second core. Not because the story did not continue further, but I felt at the end we had already dealt with a similar protagonist just shifting from one character to another's personal development or growth. In honesty, I was hoping for a reuniting between Handler and Squadron, but to no avail. It will be interesting to see if we get another season, seeing how this anime left us as a cliffhanger with various characters. Minus my small gripe, I love the show through and through. I would totally recommend it with the disclaimer of the expect heavy tones of sentiment that one feels in wartime. As my buddy, random guy with a mic can address, I'm not one for mecha animes. Not because of any particular reason, I'm adding my personal vibrate right now, but it just doesn't draw attention. I mean, I like Pacific Rim. I liked Real Steel. Come at me with that if you want Hugh Jackman's with the robot boxing. I like robots and whatnot. I grew up watching, what was the one? Well, not watching, it wasn't live, but like Voltron. Um... 
Zoids, Z-O-I-D-S, the robots, and you got to build them or whatever, the toys. But they just don't draw my attention until this one here. In 86, I love the use of the 86's mechas in combat and the fight scenes as these small-legged vehicles zip in and out of combat like a superhero, tearing up their targets but very susceptible to damages. <laughs> I even looked up, and I'm laughing because I looked up online model kits for the M1A4 Juggernauts, as they refer to them in the show, that I might eventually purchase. That would be really cool to do or put together online and see how that comes out. But 86 is really cool. The first 10 episodes really keeps you on a fast pace. There is no slowdown. You get a lot of character development, even though... Characters do drop off, and that's unfortunately the reality of their war and the reality of war, making no reference to what's going on in our current situation in the world right now, which I won't even touch, even though I have my personal opinions about that. So war is real. It happens, and people lose their lives, and there's no coming back from it. And the lasting effects are devastating to both those involved and the people caught in between in the lands that have to suffer as a result of this destruction and chaos. So the first 10 episodes were fast-paced, kept me going, were on the edge of my seat. When I got to the second core of the last, what was it, 11 or 12 we had to change a pace, and I'm trying not to give any spoilers because it kind of slows down a bit. It's a nice change for the characters, I will say that. They get some personal growth and development, but when we get back into the midst of the battle again, it just feels really repetitive, and even with the last episode and how things were left, there's a lot of questions about what happened where is everyone again non-spoiler yeah um support was there but would they actually meet up and i got a little bit of spoiler myself that about the manga where two people actually meet up and i'm thinking yeah i definitely not the manga sorry the light novel series and i think i definitely need to read the read the light novel series and see where it takes me because if it goes beyond what we were left with at the end of season one then i'll be more happier than just where it left off so that was 86 i mean if i have to give this one a rating one out of ten i'm gonna go ahead and give it like a 8.9 or an 8.8 .8. um if you're gonna make me force it then i'll do 9.0 Again, it was that second core that really slowed things. Now, you know what? It was the last few episodes and the protagonist and the situation that kind of disappointed me that it doesn't have a perfect score because I loved the music. I loved how they kept playing a theme song that came up at times that just hit me emotionally and just made me feel for a certain situation or event or dramatic pause that they went for and it hit me into feels fam and 
I was really surprised that it got me there. And uh, I'm not afraid to show my feelings, but yeah, it was really cool to have an anime actually bring that out for me. And that was intense and whatnot. So jumping away from 86, no juggernaut pun intended here. I want to share that I had a friend recently asking me for my personal recommendations or, okay, let me take a step back. My friend, she likes anime, but she had never been really introduced to a lot of anime. And I tried to probe her for what she might like, what genre was she interested in. She wanted to try out romance, romantic ones. Well, we all know there's romantic comedies and whatnot and romantic dramas. So I told her I would put a list together of animes that I personally liked and have come across and watched and thought they were cute or thought they had certain themes or would just incorporate or encompass the idea of romance in some capacity or another. Doesn't mean it's straight out lovey-dovey or holding hands and whatnot, but it it makes you think or it opens up situations to the idea of love and love or personal emotional growth and moving forward or moving on from such situations. So this was a list that I gave her, Shiv's Romantic Anime Recommendations. I gave her a list that I put in a sequential order, but I'm not going to go that way or that route because that's between me and her. So my by the list I have is my dress up darling. I mean, I've already raved about this and I'll continue raving about this, but the synopsis I come across was um, traumatized by a childhood incident with a friend who took exception to his love of traditional dolls. Hopeful Wakana Gojo passes his date as a loner, finding solace in a room at his high school. This synopsis doesn't really do it credit. And I kind of explained that to her. Um, Marin, who is a cosplayer, is really cute. The situations that the anime puts the two in, being high school students, being opposite sex, being from two different atmospheres. One, the guy who's an introvert who keeps to himself and doesn't have many or friends at all. To the girl who's very popular, the social elite, hangs around all her friends, who reaches out to the introvert because she sees his skills and his talents and wants to get him involved to help her because her talents at making a costume suck to become a great cosplayer. And when they're put in situations that it's them too, and they realize it beyond the cosplaying and beyond the costumes and the fittings and going further with watching the anime to get a more personal, realistic viewpoint of the character and whatnot. They find that they are flirting. They are possibly being attracted. Well, possibly they are being attracted to one another, and we have yet to see how this will all play out. I mean, a third dynamic has just been thrown in with a new cosplayer and including our two, um, Marin and Gojo, seeing where they go to. 
So, my dress up darling was my recommendation to her. My second recommendation to her was Rascal Does Not Dream a Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, if you remember this one, it was Sakuta Asusagawa and Mai Sakurajima, a teenage actress who he spotted at the library in a buddy costume. And it was really random because he was like, what the hell is this going on? But no one noticed her, even in school. He'd ask and people would be like, oh, well, she's gone because she was always involved with acting and she'd be pulled out of class even though she did her homework to go to her job where she was acting to make a further career of herself and whatnot. This all had to do with the idea of adolescence syndrome. But I brought this up to my friend because he is very patient with her. And it goes both ways. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Relationships go both ways. But he's patient with wanting to find out more about her. Even though he kind of pushes the boundaries and whatnot, he, he loves that she is still there. And he remembers the small details about things they do with her. Even spending time for lunch together is really cute and I think very romantic. Yes, in the anime, and this is not spoiler related, there are situations that arise such as the flashback of time to meeting the person on the beach to his sister that cause emotional that are beyond romance and are more serious and whatnot. And then his his scar, if you want to call it a scar, or, yeah, that's on his body. That's pretty serious and whatnot. But I think it's a it's a very cute romantic comedy when it comes down to Mai and schedule. So the third one up was Kimi ni Todoki from Me to You, where Guranumi. Sawako, Sawako, I'm saying that wrong, sorry, is often misunderstood and feared by others for resembling a horror movie character. She enters a new high school hoping she can make new friends. Her chance comes when she volunteers to be a ghost for a school activity. This one was more of not having to play the love trope or... How do I say it? The gimmicks or the games. This was actually, a, in my opinion, a well-paced anime that just played out over times. Even though it was a self-exploration of herself. Being combined with, I can't think of his name right now. Where they had their kind of connection as well. It was really cute. Um, the story was really good. And I enjoyed it. I didn't go past the first season. I will say that. But I really enjoyed the first season. So it was really cool. Alright. So Fruits Basket was my next suggestion for her. After Toru is taken in by the Soma family, she learns that 12 family members transform involuntarily into animals of the Chinese Zodiac. And helps them deal with the emotional pain caused by the transformations. Random guy has already given his viewpoint when we had the Crunchyroll Awards of who she ended up with already and was pretty pissed off. But this was another cute... Well, let me take that back. No, because 
this was stories of the individuals that were deep and emotional, even though where she ended up with was kind of cute and romantic and whatnot. But it was the journey in the long run for Toru that made this really enjoyable, especially since the original animes and everyone was looking forward to seeing where this one ended up. So that's why I suggested Fruits Basket. My fifth one was High Score Girl. And yeah, this is more guy related, but, and it has a lot of sentiment to me because I remember being a kid when the games were at the video arcades and it's cool to see, uh, one of his classmates, a girl, actually interested and who kicked his butt in Street Fighter and some other games. And just their journey together and him actually growing up and realizing, again, non-spoiler, realizing feelings that he may or may not have towards his girl was mind-blowing to him because his main focus was very guy-like or child-like where it was about the video games and it was about being the best and winning. And even though he didn't do great in his grades or his school, especially when they're going off to high school and whatnot, he was all about the video games. So I hope that they do come out with the third season because I would love to see where they take the story. I'm curious if he's going to become a video game engineer or whatnot within the fighting game community but still their relationship and their journey together as friends as maybe something more with a third party that gets involved but him really not even seeing any of them other than just competition and kind of reminds me of um girls don't play fighting games but with the guy added in there it, it was really cute and this one is on netflix by the way yeah and the last one last but not least is the quintessential quintuplets it basically premises as a, a poor straight a student hired to tutor some rich quintuplets the story is told as a flashback from a future that shows that he ends up getting married to one of them. No, that's not a spoiler. That actually happens within the first episode. Because I've seen season one, but I haven't watched season two again. That whole thing with time and whatnot. But Quintessential Quintuplets was really cute. Um, you had the tutor. And I can't think of names right now, so please forgive me. You have the tutor going in, and you don't know. You already have the premise that he's going to marry one of them. It's, yeah, it's there, but you don't know which one it is because he has different relations with each of the girl and each of the girl has their own distinct personality from being very bubbly to being, and I'm sorry to say this, being like a, a not, uh, bimbo isn't the best word, but very ditzy, very, uh, very blonde-like comes to my head. I know those aren't the best words. Uh, very forgetful or very not not quick or sharp. Let's put it that way. Or witty. Let's put it that way. Some of them are introvert. Most of them are extroverts. But he has different relations with each of the girls. And they always come into a situation where it doesn't get pervy. But it gets very like hot and bothered. It's the best word I can use for him. 
So you're always kept in the loop of, well, is it this girl that he's going to end up? No, no, it's this one. And I can't remember who I thought it was going to be. I know if I look at their names and whatnot, I'm not going to bring it up right now, but if I know if I look at their names, I think there was one that I actually picked that I think he would end up with, or maybe that's who I, I wanted him to end up with. But these four girls were basically failing out of high school. They were at that point where they're going to get dropped, and their family or their father is someone of prestige and importance in the business corporation so he could not have that happening at all and he was always on his daughters to do better and whatnot but they rather be more social than they than they wanted to focus on their education so that's why the tutor hired and there's more story to it than that but it's a cute romantic on the cuff not knowing where things are going and I, yeah i do need to pick up season two and i'm sure some of you are yelling at me regarding what happens in season two or who he actually... I'm wondering if he actually... They show who he ends up with in season two because I don't see it going past the season two. I mean, I really don't. Uh, there's only so much story you can tell. And unless they wanted to show them in the college setting, I think you're just dragging the story out because the first season was already cute and he had already gotten into... or invested time with each of the girls where he knew them pretty well and their personalities and it looked like all the girls were falling for him because he's just a a down-to-earth guy who's about the books about education and making something of himself coming from a socioeconomic status that is lower than what the girls are used to coming from rich and money and whatnot so that was cool and all. So those were my romantic suggestions to her in regards to watching romantic comedies. I mean, you can always tell me otherwise if there's something else. I can pass it along to my friend to let me know. I know she started watching The Bunny Senpai and she really liked that. And she was going to start to dress up darling. But she will let me know what she thinks of them. So yeah, that's, the, that's that for anime news. And to be honest... That's that for the episode in general as I'm coming to a close here and starting to get hungry this Friday morning, ready for some breakfast tacos. Uh, not sure if any of you are fans. My go-to is always barbacoa, which is more of a Texas thing. And well, hold on. Don't come at me. More of a southern states thing because I know New Mexico and California will also have it available as well but also traditional snake is what i like too so speaking of that i'm starting to get hungry yeah anyways fam i think it's time to call it quits um yeah i've done this episode we're about 50 minutes i'm happy with that i'm sorry this was a short episode and i'm sorry if i sounded like random guy going all over the place the games really had me on the seat i've been investing a lot of time i probably spent about five hours on Eden's Zero Pocket Galaxy because I wanted to get a good grasp for the game and how it played. And let's face it, an hour or two, you, you're not even really doing much. And in order to do some events or move forward, you need to have a higher power level. And it doesn't always allow that just with a couple of hours. You're just learning the mechanics of the game. 
And even with Elden Ring, I mean, I got started, but I really didn't get started to the very end there when I unlocked the, the spirits, which are your companions to fight alongside you. That adds a different dynamic and flavor to any game you play because it allows you to be more flexible in your combat and your style of approaching a fight or multiple creatures on that. And if you haven't seen that Elden Ring game, those creatures are huge, not all of them, but you will come across creatures that are like 20 foot, 30 feet foot tall, and you're looking up, you're panning the view of your camera from your character's viewpoint and looking up. Now, sorry, I'm skipping around. Now, when I started the game, you have presets where you can pick from the different classes, basically, but not me. I went the wretch. I basically came with the song, starting from the bottom to the top. Yeah, I was in a loincloth, basically. Um, I wanted to pick one of the other ones, but I remember the Dark Souls game. I remember the Bloodborne. And if you're going to do it right, you start from nothing and you work your way up. It took me maybe 35 minutes before I got any type of clothing piece. And even then, all I have is like a tunic. And that's from one of the soldiers that dropped it randomly. I don't have boots. I don't have a helmet. I don't have gloves. I could have bought them, but I'd rather invest in upping the weapons or saving to level up my character because I will, I will be looking forward to building a mage, arcane, slash, bow, archery type of character hitting from afar so that's why i was happy when i finally got the spirits unlocked because i want to see how that balances out with doing damage from afar i mean yes i still got to learn the tactics of hitting things up close and i've already gone through a few battles where <laughs> dying multiple times and trying to learn the mechanics of how they hit on top of that i play on playstation by the way on top of that, using the R1, which is your light attack, to the R2, which is basically holding your bat and <laughs> powering that, that that sucker up to swing so it takes a hit, which knocks back some enemies and other ones. It just hits them and they still just keep rushing you forward and taking your life away. So, yeah, that's going to do it, fam. I'm just rambling on. So... Thank you very much for listening to episode 8 of Not Another Animated Podcast. Please catch our VODs on twitch.tv if you're interested in video games at notanotheranime underscore. Or on Twitter where I try to retweet or tweet stuff that I've gotten just like this Punishing Grave Raven mouse pad that I really love. And I'm running my finger if you can't hear it on it right now. It is of Alpha. I do have another one with Lucia on there and I'm... I'm considering one is enough. I may actually do a giveaway of that one if anyone is interested. Um, I got to think of what I'm going to do. Also, my buddy, random guy, just told me, and I didn't know this, uh, picked up another iPad for a really good price. It's a lower grade of what I have, but being able to stream my mobile games because I don't have a fast enough computer to handle OBS on my computer, unfortunately. And when I tried... The video just lags. So he told me I can do the streaming of my gotcha games, my mobile games, through Twitch on my iPad. And I was blown away because I never, in all the research I've done, the most basic, <laughs> common 
answer or question or was right in front of me. And I've got to play with it and try it out. And if that's the case, then I'll be back to my Alchemy Stars. I'll be back to my Punishing Grey Raven, which... By the way, my Vera Rosin is now over 6,000 battle power. I'm really happy about that. But things have kind of slowed down with the Grand Summer event because I've done basically everything I need to do. And grinding has just kind of been blah, just like Arknights, kind of blah. So I've kind of put those on the side, but definitely still there and definitely need to stream a little more. So catch us on the social medias. Like I said, we're also on YouTube. I haven't really loaded anything up. Most of it's been on Twitch.tv where I'm playing now Elden Ring, Godfall, and Dying Light 2. So keep posting on Twitter and not another anime. And everyone, keep your thoughts and prayers for those in um, Ukraine. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm not going to say much or give my political views, but war is serious. Um, old views of the way the world used to be is dangerous. And change is a constant that we always have to, well, we don't always have to, but we should embrace or open our minds to. Having an open mind to listen to someone else's ideas and not shut the door in their face is important just as much as considering your own thoughts and where you stand. So my heart and my love goes out to the people of Ukraine. And stay strong and be safe. And I will see you all in two weeks. Have a great day and a wonderful weekend, fam. Bye now.